0: Just go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout for an additional discount when you shop gourmet gift packages for Father's Day. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. Endless flavor, endless variety, and endless value. Truly, they have perfected more than just steak. Your dad is guaranteed to love every bite. Go to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code BLUEWIRE to get an exclusive savings. Shop for unforgettable gifts that are guaranteed to make dad's day. Because if there's one thing that Omaha Steaks knows, it's the dad's want steak. That's omahasteaks.com promo code BlueWire at checkout to save on exclusive packages starting at just $89.
1: Hey there, welcome Nick Pollock and friends where I talk to people I know and who you should know. Today, joining me is someone that moderated the panel i was on in first pitch arizona it was an honor to join michael govier on stage michael thank you so much for being here
2: thank you mr Pollock. i'm here with you and your friends although really it's just i'm the one friend today well but it's i get spirits. to
1: all the spirits of the friends are are watching That's right. and applauding
2: I get to join the pantheon right
1: now. Yes, that's right.
2: There's a pantheon <laughs> of friends that I am now a part of. And it's great to be here. Yeah, we had a great time. And that was if I was told maybe people lie to me. I don't know. But they said it was a interesting panel. They learned a few things. And we had a great crew. I mean, not only yourself, but we had Jeff Siverman and Chris Clegg. Who yeah. uh, is now a part of your pitchless world yes. as well? So, oh, I, and so I said I felt like it. you know that panel kind of breeded the beginning of like we gotta have Clegg, we gotta get Clegg. This guy's I awesome. Know, we,
1: gotta, we gotta get Clegg, absolutely.
2: Um, yeah, that was that was a fun panel.
1: Of it felt very much just like a uh, public forum, almost like the
2: town hall meeting. <laughs> Well, Rob Silver really grilled you. I know that was well, a revenge he, he, vendetta. He, yeah, so. that was from last
1: year. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was really fun. Like, you know, the we, we had a basic setup and then we were running with it and they just kind of devolved into like, what do you guys want to talk about? Let's just, okay, over here. Throw what out a name. Have, you know, and that's <laughs> actually some of the most fun uh, of first pitch and who better to lead something like that than you, Michael J. Mitch Godier. Keller, Go. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, if you need that, I got you. But no, we're not going to talk about fantasy baseball on this podcast. We're going to learn about Michael Govier and talk about wisdom in life and everything that he is going through himself. Uh, first and foremost, what are you going through right now? What? Where can people find what you do and where you're located on social media?
2: Well... Look, I do the Palazzo podcast. If you like fantasy baseball, Uh, we have the YouTube as well. So I also do fantasy football that when I added that this year, it was a choice I made. So I like fantasy football. I play it. So now the Palazzo podcast does both. But really, I separate the episodes. So if you don't like football, it's always titled, hey, fantasy baseball episode, fantasy football episode. It's very clear. It's not complex. You figure it out. I
1: love the, the name of it where it's derived from, of course.
2: Of course, a movie that's going to be 40 years old eventually. It's a very no. old film from 1988. <laughs> eventually.
1: Tell me that it's in 1988, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, that was so, the year okay. I was
1: born. So I hope it's never 40.
2: <laughs> well, I'm, I hate to break it to you, dude, but you are going to be 40. I have a very good feeling yeah. about these things and you're going to make it. In yeah, fact, right. that's a good thing. It's a good thing to make We're it to 40. We're so always so
1: surprised about time man. it's the most consistent thing in our life.
2: I don't, It's the most consistently surprising thing to everybody. Like, Oh, my God, where did the time go? We're always saying that. And I know it's something that people say sometimes when they have nothing to say, but it mm-hmm. does blow my mind. It does. It blows my mind individually when I think about, like, wow, I'm 42 now. I, the, I Death could happen eventually. It, I mean, I know it's way off still, hopefully, but, man, it's like, it's the first time in my life where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm kind of like halfway there. And that's a... <laughs> That's kind of frustrating for me because I hey, love life. On it's a such prayer, a great right? time. Yeah. Whoa. Halfway there. But, uh, uh, but yeah. Okay. Because
1: yeah. okay, so go you do the Palazzo podcast, uh, football and baseball, but you do other work as well. I, I mean, you're
2: on FTN yeah. right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> I totally forgot to mention. That. That's the first thing I should mention because they pay me. Uh, <laughs> yes. I work at, I work at FTN, which is a wonderful place to work. But, yeah. uh, you do baseball. They do everything there. I mean, I actually, I found my gambling chops there. I, I didn't know. Yeah. You know, sports betting is a strange place because it's always been filled with a lot of unsavory characters, I guess, is a way to put it. Sure, there's a culture
1: to it that can be very, uh, um, I don't know, aggressive.
2: Uh, that <laughs> aggressive, be, that, yes.
1: It can be tough to endure.
2: Yeah, and... You know, there's been a lot of movies made about gamblers who are scumbags or, you know, just people who take advantage of people. And also gambling can be something that leads to addiction right, yeah. and it can ruin people's lives. Yeah. So I, I understand all that. I mean, I, I'm someone who's, you know, I've lived that life of addiction. I understand that. But so I just found out that I I have a real knack for it because of just the wisdom I've gained in my life. My experiential mm-hmm. knowledge combined with a little bit of research is it's helped me to be as good as anybody else, and I've done that at FTN. I've discovered that about myself this year, and that's that's a nice... It's just another uh, trait I can offer, because the more it becomes legal now, that's the other thing. It used to be Underworld only, and now it's becoming more legal across states across the country. So, I do that over there. It's fun at FTN. Check it out. If you want to learn about betting, you want to just do long, season-long or DFS, they do it all really well there, FTN. There we go. Thanks awesome. for reminding me I work there.
1: Yeah, no problem. I got you. Uh, and you're <laughs> Twitter handle is what with a wonderful now hand drawn avatar of you.
2: Oh, uh, that's the best part about working FDN. They give you a custom hand drawn avatar. It's beautiful. It's a <laughs> characterization. It's like those things you do when you go to the local fair and someone does a cartoon, Absolutely. a caricature. Right? That's yeah. what it's called. Right?
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. That's just not a word. No, that, yes,
1: that's, that's right. That's 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 what those are called. That's literally What's what it, it is. Twitter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm at MJ Govier, so you can follow me there. And if you want to talk about anything, like Nick said. Yeah, I work at FTM, but I didn't even mention I, you know, me and Leanne, we still do our first day pod, which is like a you know, personal development pod, whatever you want to yeah. call it. I know it's look, that was something that we almost pod faded on for the first time in my life. I, I never thought I would pod fade. We're this close. We didn't do a show for three months, but we came back. So we did. Maybe we is a pod fade temporary or permanent? You tell me. Well,
1: there's pod ghosting, right? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just assuming that would be the thing. You just kind of forget about it and let it sit and they just don't (laughs) don't make an announcement about it. It just doesn't exist anymore. Um, Pod fading feels like, yeah, it's not gone yet. So you can bring it back.
2: Hmm. Okay, well then we did a little bit of both. You're allowing it. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate that. That's a fun (laughs) one to do. And then I do Cinema 9. We love movies. Are are you big into movies? I don't know if we've really talked much about film.
1: Why not? You know, sure I, why not <laughs> I, I mean i'm not i would not call myself a film buff in any way but i mean i'm i'm in the zeitgeist for the most part you know i get it <laughs>
2: i like to keep up on things i like yeah, i but... like
1: movies you know they're, they're good they're entertaining you yes. know i don't i don't go to the theater that much though
2: neither do i i can't remember the last time i went to the theater i mean these days right. that's part right. of what we talk about on the show too is you know do things hold up we talk about movies that are yeah, a little bit older a little bit newer we did uh one for 2015 recently too so it could be a little bit newer it just depends on the week we get to choose we have guests on it's a lot of fun if you love movies check out cinema 9 and I think uh that's it I'll that's all the uh lovely stuff. oh that's <laughs> all the stuff I do yes there you go
1: beautiful I uh, the real reason I wanted you on is I have one burning question I've been dying to ask you for ages really what is the J in Michael J govier
2: oh that's not up ob- You don't know that. No one knows. Is this something
1: don't people know. don't know? I have no idea.
2: It's real simple. It's just uh, Jason, a boring oh. old Jason.
1: Lovely. I mean, if if it was Jay like Homer J. Simpson, I would have really enjoyed that.
2: I've uh, taken <laughs> advantage of the J a lot. I mean, I took advantage of in when I grew up in the '80s as a child. You know, Michael Jordan, MJ, mm-hmm. and then Michael J. Fox. You know, so that was like really right. cool. That was what I thought of, but. Um, it's just Jason. It's nothing exciting. I don't know where well, the hell it came from. You, oh, really?
1: Yeah. just there's not like a, a relative or a... <laughs> No. There's no it's Jason I've ever game. heard of. <laughs> so 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 why do you go by Michael J. Govier as opposed to just Michael Govier? I don't think I know I'm another Michael Govier.
2: Well, I'm my, I'm Michael Govier, but there are other Michael Goviers out there, Nick. In fact, what? I don't you know, you're a busy guy, so you can't catch all of these things, but a couple of years ago, this is very recent history, in 2020, during the COVID year, there was a guy who won an Oscar. <laughs> His name was Michael Govier, flat Get out. Get out of here. I'm telling you, I I have the clip. No I, I, gotta, I should really, use it more on the really? show. <laughs> yes, there <laughs> really right? was. It was done by Reese Witherspoon. She was the one who presented the category. So it just so happens that I've always had like a... a thing I love Reese Witherspoon I had a crush for Reese Witherspoon since I was a kid she's the same age as me so I've always loved her work and she of all people said my name so I had a happy moment at the Oscars a couple years ago when I just happened to be watching and they said my name I'm like what me Michael Govier but it's not me wow okay. it's a true story
1: yeah I just I looked them up I feel like I recognize this guy but I don't know if I do he kind of looks mm. like Seth Rogen but he's not <laughs>
2: He did a, it's an you know? animated short, by the way, about gun violence. So, well, yeah, whatever. All right. Well, I'm sure that's good then. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, he's doing good things with the world. And I'm happy to be associated with Michael Govier, <laughs> who's making a contribution to society. All
1: right, so I get it now. Michael J. Govier, you know, now now yeah. it all makes sense to me. I'm so this is why I ask these questions, you know. All right, that's been a great show. Thank you, everybody, for coming by. I got the answer that I was looking for. It's been a
2: pleasure, everybody. Thank you now, so much.
1: You, you guys might remember Michael J. Govier from PitchCon of 2022. Um, one of the best presentations, if you ask me, um, I can't even tell you what you discussed exactly, but it was a sermon on the game of baseball is what it was. It was, uh, it's on our YouTube channel. You should take a look at it. I remember you You said you wanted to do a presentation for an hour. I said, whatever Govier wants to do, I'm just going to let him do it. I don't know what this is. You did. And I, I didn't even ask any questions. I just said, all you right, didn't. here's Michael Govier. And I, I just remember sitting back like a like everybody else, just going, all right, what do we got? And this is, <laughs> it was the best. It was, I couldn't tell you how many messages I got privately being saying how much they enjoyed that presentation. So um, there's there only certain people that can do something like that and pull that off, and you were absolutely one of them. So I want to applaud you for that.
2: Oh, thank you, brother. That's very kind of you. I, I'm glad uh, that it happened because... If you didn't do PitchCon, that never would have happened, and I never would have tried to push myself to do that, which it's a lot easier just to, believe it or not, it's a lot easier to kind of sit back and not do things like that because <laughs> it was it was strange. I had a concept, I but I didn't really, I didn't write it out. I, I wanted to talk about the game and why it's a great game still, and there is right. hope for the game and what it means to us, and that all made sense. Yeah. But... I didn't know where it would go, and frankly, uh, maybe I should have worked on it a little bit more. Maybe I should have organized it a bit more. But I, I'm happy with the result because you gave me a chance to do something, and whatever that is, is what it was. So that's how I feel about it, and I'm glad that you gave me the chance to do that. It's uh, fun. It was fun. It was something different. I've never done anything like that. I haven't.
1: I'm looking forward to the next one, of course, uh, when you come back in January. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? I gotta follow. I gotta follow that up now. There's no way. Actually, I got to be honest. I'm not trying to, I'm not a very, I'm a modest guy. I'm very reasonable, but I believe sure. I could do a lot better. I really do.
1: I I would I think, love to see it because that was incredible. Yes. You set such a high bar. Uh, it's rare <laughs> for a sequel to eclipse I know. the
2: original. Yeah. You I, are I a movie buff. I knew like, it. Okay. You love movies. Oh, see, yeah, there it is. I said
1: I love movies, but I'm not a buff. <laughs> I know the reality of sequels being a money chaser as opposed to a quality chaser.
2: I guess that would you know, be a basic piece of information a lot of people like would know. A
1: story that actually is dying to be told. It's more of we made a really great story and that's why this first one was made. Oh, that wouldn't worked. Oh no, now we have to create more to make more money. Exactly. That's but right. anyway, so let's get let's get to you Govier and how we often start on these are let's talk about the beginnings of Michael J. Govier. So tell us, give us the scene of of 7 8 year old Michael J. Govier, what were the uh, dreams and aspirations and where were you growing up?
2: Hmm. Well, let's see. Seven, eight year old Michael Govier. That was 1987, 88 in uh, Livonia, Michigan, a suburb of Metro Detroit. And my parents had just got divorced by then. So, you know, they got divorced when I was five or six. I think it was finalized when I was six. So that was, I didn't know anything better about it. I was just, as a kid, I didn't have a previous life experience to go on. So I just thought this is life and it was a challenge. It was a real challenge, but I had a lot of... I really thought I wanted to be a broadcaster. I love sports at a young age, and frankly, I don't know where sports came from, and baseball in particular, because my dad wasn't a baseball nut, and by the like I said, my parents were divorced, and like I didn't see him a lot for a while there. And My mom raised us, and a lot of credit to my mother. My mother raised three young boys. I have two younger brothers. I'm the oldest of three boys, so she went from being a homemaker with a basic high school education to having to raise us and go into the nineties. And I I have a lot more respect for that now. I didn't cause I was a punk kid when I was younger, but now I look back and I'm like, man, that's like, that's an all American story right there. A lot of credit to my mother for making that happen. She had nothing and she made herself into something. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah, definitely. But baseball, I don't know where that love came from. I really don't. I guess it's probably trading cards. Just trading cards were there and I would play with them and I would put the teams in order on the floor. And I wanted to be in. I wanted to be a part of baseball. I, I thought as I got a little bit older into 11, 12 years old, I thought maybe I could be a sportscaster or radio play by play. Ernie Harwell was a hero here in Detroit. One of the best to ever do it as a play by play guy. So I was like, oh, I want to be like Ernie Harwell. I really, really thought about that.
1: So. Can you give us the best Ernie Harwell that you can do right now?
2: Oh, man, that is so difficult. Uh, that is a, let me see what I can do here. Ernie Harwell. Uh, hey, stood there like a house by the side of the road and watched that one go by. Struck him out. That's the best that, I got. That's, that's good. not
1: that's even
2: good.
1: I don't know.
2: No disservice beautiful. to you, Ernie. Rest in power, my friend. Good God. <laughs>
1: so, I, all right. So, so, you were into sports broadcasting at all. Did you pursue that in any way? I did.
2: Uh, you know, I, when I was in high school, I, I kind of started to go sideways. I, I grew up really fast, I felt like. when I said about the life I had, I needed to take on a lot of responsibilities as a youngster, so... Yeah, sure. I was watching our brothers and giving a lot of responsibilities as the elder of the household next to my mother at the time, and by the time I got to high school, I guess I wanted to go backwards, even though I didn't say that outwardly. I just... <laughs> rebelled and started going in different directions Mm -hmm. so i central michigan university is a wonderful communications school in fact the esteemed dick enberg went there oh yeah yeah Every dick enberg national play-by-play voice football baseball he did it all he went to he was the guy that they always said dick enberg went here so i was like oh i'd love to be like dick enberg but So I did go to Central Michigan, despite my uh, slipping in grades towards the end of my high school career, which is filled with just hours of funny stories that I'm sure would entertain you all. But let me just skip to the point where (laughs) I went to Central Michigan. I actually made it in there and I tried out for their, I guess, their news programs, what you call it. They had a station and this is 1998, remember? So the Internet is alive, but it's not mixed in at all like we have today. And you have a they had like a local access channel with the studio. And I tried out for the sports anchor as a true freshman and I didn't get it. And I thought, what the hell? Why didn't I get it? I was pissed and I gave up, which is so stupid. A very regrettable error now that I look back upon it because it's OK to fail, Mike. That's something I know now. But 18 year old Michael Govier did not know that.
1: Sure. You just you just call yourself Mike. I, I, I think it's the first time I heard you call yourself Mike.
2: Yeah, that is weird. I don't know why I just did that. Do but, you know, when you get Mike out, Pollock
1: and friends, anything can happen. So. <laughs> can I call you Mike Govier? Is that how other people call
2: you or is it always Michael? Well, people really know me a lot. They call me Goves or they don't really call me by my first name. So, But you can call me whatever you want. Oh, I am all right,
1: welcome. So, no, there's a lot to go off of on there. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Something I say a lot is what is development, if not failure? Um, and uh, it's common. I mean, you fail at something, it's really hard to get back on the horse and actually keep pursuing that thing. And you should, you know, have no blame to yourself. That's I life. don't think you're giving yourself, but it's, uh, you know, I, I I know that I failed in many things at that time. I was just like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> but talking about high school, you said you had many stories. Are there any that are PG rated?
2: That yeah, you can- I've t- I knew that you'd probably say that. In fact, I thought about it from that perspective because this is and Friends. We're yeah. classy. This is a classy broadcast. Classy indeed. Right. We learn a lot, but we keep it classy, San Diego. So, <laughs> well, I, <laughs> the what I got, I almost got kicked out of school my senior year of high school in the second semester, and the reason it happened is because I'm a moron. So there's actually a great lesson to be learned here, especially. This is really apropos for the world we live in now. For any of you youngsters who may be in high school and you don't want to make the stakes that I made, because this is a mistake that you don't want to make because I almost got expelled. To get expelled or almost expelled last semester of high school is really yeah. hard to do. Yeah. So we had a TV production class. Again, I was trying to focus on this. We actually did have public access to just come to our tiny little town of Heartland, Michigan. It's mm-hmm. not spelled H-E-A. It's H-A-R-T. And... I thought, hey, all right, I'll learn more about TV production my last semester of school here. One of the goals was to learn basic camera shots. They, back then in 98, big old cameras, this huge TV like oh, yeah. cameras. And we took those out, you popped a VHS tape in it, and we had to learn basic shots. So we had this group project where you were with five other people. Hey, we'll. We'll learn how to do these shots, and someone will be the cameraman, and someone will set up the shots, and blah blah blah. So we recorded it all, and then we're going to show our presentation to the class. And the problem was, is I had done a couple of unsavory things that we recorded oh no. with oh the no. teacher, wow. where I had uh, no. I had done I, I had made him look the fool, a, a terrible fool. And then we decided to show it in front of the whole class. And I don't know how I ever allowed that to happen, but. That video was played in real time with the teacher standing there while the teacher was being embarrassed by yours truly. And, and the class. <laughs> I got to tell you, this is not exaggeration. The class was in uproarious laughter. So imagine being that teacher. The class is dying, just dying with laughter because it's so absurd to see what's happening. And also, by the way, this teacher was, he was a really kind of cold, cruel dude. So people didn't really have a lot of, like if it was somebody else who'd really been a, a mentor to them, they would probably would be like, oh, this isn't cool. But for that guy, right. it kind of was just desserts. So in a yeah. way it was funny, but he didn't think it was funny. And uh, no. that's how I almost got expelled. Basically the principal said, look, you're done. I got, I had to resign as the secretary of our class. I, I was the secretary <laughs> senior year. I had to resign. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. Oh my gosh. You like had to issue
1: out a statement, and maybe one person read it. You know.
2: Yeah, it was in the local, the high school paper. Michael Gove oh. resigns from the secretary position. Uh, <laughs> Melanie Kalinski will take over as the intern. Yeah.
1: Fox twenty three news reporting. In. <laughs>
2: Oh, I will tell you this, though. This is still PG. I'm not saying anything cruel, but in yeah. 1996, our school was on A Current Affair, like those gossip shows back before TMZ, Why? A Current Affair, Inside Edition, yeah. because the football team had hired strippers and oh. it got out all across the country. Like it became a national story. I'm not kidding. 1996, Heartland, Michigan, football team, hired strippers for a pregame thing before they, you know, usually spaghetti dinners, Friday night, spaghetti dinner, get ready for the big game. Nope, sure. they did that. So we became... Yeah. We had a weird reputation by then. So,
1: oh my gosh, um, I actually, <laughs> I, I'm, am thinking of like the thing I got most in trouble for in school, and I, it was when I was in fifth grade. I, I it was, uh, yeah. You have to understand, I went to Berkeley Carroll, and their high school and their middle school. So middle school for us is fifth through eight, and then high school is nine through twelve, and they're they're split, but they are in the same building. Ah, uh, and I, uh, so, but like you know, they're the kind of like segmented and everything. And there was a teacher who I had known um, through, like, the camp growing up a little bit. Um, rest his soul, Peter Shakeshaft, uh, A wonderful guy. And uh, But he was also was, like, the varsity soccer coach and was worked more with high schoolers and everything. And he passed by while I was with my friend doing tongue twisters. Um, and I was saying, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, right? And I was getting it really bad. And uh, Mr. Shakeshaft uh, came through. And he said, you know, be careful. And If you keep saying that people might think something of you. Right. And my reaction is like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 10. Okay. <laughs> I, I am. I think of whenever someone says anything about you, about like that could be in any way like a diss, the appropriate response is always, well, then I would be like you. So I, said that to, so I said that to the teacher, so to Mr. Shakeshaft. And then he said, my office after school, which had never happened to me. It happened like on The Simpsons, okay? <laughs> or like, you know, like Full House or something like that. And I just like, I was in tears. I, I went to it and he was telling me all these things like, you know, normally I would do this. I would require like a five-page paper, I'm like five-page paper paper jeez you know and all this stuff for apologies all of that but i know you and i'm gonna let you go and it like scarred me it ooh. Wow. oh wow my gosh yeah so that was that was the most i got in trouble i think instead. you never got in trouble again i don't know i was i was too nervous i i had i i now am on medication for anxiety but i didn't know how much anxiety i had like, oh okay. i had so much of it but i was never diagnosed or anything so I became so paranoid all the time of stuff and it stunk. Like I hate that I was as like naive and anxious. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't. I don't think I did unless I blocked it from my memory right now. But that's the first Very one possible. I yeah. <laughs> but that that's the one. I mean, a little different um than yours. I uh, and I can I I have an idea of what you were doing in that video. If you want to act it out for me, because they can't see it. Uh, I oh just yeah, infer yeah. My suspicions. Yep, that's exactly the one. Oh, is that exactly that's what you thought exactly it was? Okay. What I thought yeah. it was. Yeah.
2: Oh, there's yeah, one no. other thing too, though. And there was that yeah. was one of two. Yes, that was one of two. The other one was, I just uh, think of the think of the moon. A beautiful yeah. evening. Oh yeah. no, just you didn't. Aboard. You did yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> on the camera. To the whole Not class. like uh, like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's a fact. Oh, this is not an exaggerated story. V-A. Yeah. Go V-A. Yeah, that, that was, that's Did like a crime. That might be a, a crime now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys, hey, be smart. Don't do stupid oh, stuff like that. Okay. I was very fortunate. I was very fortunate that I was not expelled. All so. right,
1: well, you said you had many stories. I got to hear one more because I don't want the last one to be thinking about is that one.
2: Oh, boy. Yeah, well, you know,
1: I guess maybe uh so you do have one more, right? <laughs> and and let's let's talk about it right after this break.
0: You moved the camera?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. Full on. So, that was <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, it was worse oh, than the uh, the man. pumping of the teacher from behind, who didn't know I was there. So yeah, I mean, that's I mean, how what else? Was that was like Happy do? Gilmore stuff, it you know. Not that's not what I saw like back you, then. You
1: didn't just do this or something. Like you no, clearly No, 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 no. no.
2: It yeah. was a Happy Gilmore thing. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. a big movie at the time. So that's sure. his fault. I'm gonna blame Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> <You> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: oh. Yeah, my my oh. dad got kicked out of school for stuff, but yeah. Oh well, no, he. That's another. Uh, he was just too smart. They essentially, uh, he, he skipped a grade and then they made him go back to freshman year when he was a senior. Or like he, uh, he when he was a senior, they didn't let him graduate. They said up credits. So he had to come back and get oh my like, God. so he came back at, like to join the freshman as an older student. He's like, what? I don't, I shouldn't be here. And oh he essentially, like, first day was a globe and everyone went up in order to identify as many countries as they could third person and he named the entire globe and like the teacher said are you making a joke of this class i'm like yeah because it is a joke and then he left and that was the last day of school for him holy crap that's
2: all aw- that bad. is a, not the story yeah. you would expect okay that's yeah well that,
1: that's, that's where thought. you come from anyway yeah. i'm curious about uh the second story that you
2: have well uh, like I said yeah a lot of fascinating stories from the high school days and I'm thinking that the one that's most appropriate for this one is when I was in so I mentioned what happened with the uh, football team in 96 so I was in drama right. yeah and I was in the play and we always we did the play there was the assembly play for the school yeah we're gonna do one version for the school so they could see how great we are because we only did Really? You just did a weekend of performances and that was it for each semester. It was was very brief. So to do one more show was a big deal. So we did uh, Sherlock Holmes in 10th grade.
1: Oh, nice.
2: And I was a paper boy. So I had my English accent because we were trying to do our... I was... I was a paperboy in the corner. It's like 1892 or whatever, and I'm supposed to be yelling about uh, the Thames. You know, I, I can't even do it now. I don't know how I did it back then. To, I know God, that I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to do that anymore. I've, I've yeah, lost that it. Yeah, that was. Um, I don't know if that was the, your best. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was, a, it was <laughs> like touching, touching, and touch and read all about it. Uh, I can't. I lost it. I was a child. I was more innocent back then. But either yeah, way, we had to yell out these newspaper headlines, and right. uh, while I was doing that. One of my friends decided, right, right before I was supposed to yell out one of my headlines, he just yelled out this chant that was vulgar, uh, but you had no idea where it came from because it was an auditorium of 800 people or 1,000 people maybe. It was a big auditorium. We had a really nice auditorium at Heartland High School back then, and it totally threw me off. And I was so mad. I was so angry at him. I knew exactly what it was cuz I knew his voice. I knew I know who he is right now. If he hears this, he'll he'll know I'm talking about <laughs> him right now. We're still friends to this day, believe it or not, but yeah, I remember how angry I was and I was furious at him cuz he totally threw me off and I thought it ruined my performance, but uh yeah, that was yeah. that was an uh, example.
1: So, okay, so there are there are other elements. There was um when we were juniors, the seniors uh it there was there was, there was like such a rivalry between us and them. And, uh, we, um, we, we had a joint, uh, trip away to Frost Valley. Mm. Um, it's, it's up in, in New York. And, uh, this night before we all left, there was like, essentially we were, you know, doing, you know, having like a campfire and someone was playing guitar and they raided us with water balloons. Right. We knew that there would be Boom. something like each night they're like people on guard because we knew that there was going to be some shenanery happening. <laughs> right. And like <laughs> the teachers, I felt so bad for them because they were just like, they had to do this. They're like, well, what, uh, they're like, all right, something's going to happen. And like, we're not going to be able to do anything about this. So I, uh-huh. uh, we had a plan and that was to steal milk, like crates of milk from the cafeteria and we were going to sneak up into their bunks. Um, so, like, so essentially what happened, like, it's different parts of the camp. So their raid comes on. And then when the girls went to their cabin, they lined up along the way and threw water balloons at them. Right. Oh. Which was so Which was like. They were like they didn't want anything to do with it. It was really just the boys against the boys, and then they like it <laughs> was like what what is this? Like this isn't fair, right?
2: Why is this happening?
1: So i so, uh, I was part of the the crew that stayed back. Um, some other people who I will not name because they still don't know who uh, <laughs> went through the woods and with like crates and we're handing out these like little cartons of milk to everybody. And there were like I mean there was one teacher who. Uh, who uh, was so furious was like swearing at the kids in, in, in the forest like get out of here wow. Are you? Get out you know, whatever would catch one and like caught my friend and like said go on get back and like spanked him and like <laughs> sent him back and it was a thing like what? we should not have done that teacher um <laughs> and I uh, yeah. and then the 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 so the kids actually made it all the way up to the the bunks without, like, quickly oh. without them noticing because they were away from the camp, right? You know, they, they yeah. leave the, the castle protected. So they literally poured milk onto the bunks of these kids because they recognized oh. like, who the worst offender was and just poured it. Right. Yeah. Next day, we find out that the the director of the upper school that was with us knew something was going on, so then was in the room and slept with the kids that were of the, the most, uh, you know, uh, uproarious of the the seniors. So his bunk got covered with milk too. <laughs> That's disgusting. Oh man, and we all held solidarity. Nobody, nobody <sighs> squealed, nobody said who did what, you know, and that was that. And we just kind of let bygones be bygones.
2: It's like the grossest, the most <laughs> ill <laughs> liquid I could think of, milk of everything, good oh,
1: lord. Oh man, yeah. Ew. Yeah, that was that was the most like. All right, we're pushing it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's that's It was was like a union, though. You know, it it was truly like. Well, what are you going to do? They can't like get rid of all of us. Like, we're all this is it, and we just got to. You can't do anything. I've
2: often said this about the United States. You know, if everybody formed together as one, there's nobody could stop us. We could really make meaningful change in this country.
1: You know, this is what the more you know. The Power of the question, right? The uh, that's right, absolutely. Uh, that but show, it was said, you so guys, good. Folk
2: milk, you oh, guys okay. focus on milk, so milk yeah. Milk, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That show, I got to see them finally after waiting 15, you know, 22 years of my life to see Rage Against the Machine. I finally saw them this summer. Hey! Right, hey!
2: Are you uh, kidding me? I, I mean, love Rage Against the Machine, oh my and gosh, I really finally good.
1: saw them, did you, did in you 2008. You oh man, Coachella, right. Was uh it the one or was no one the like uh, Lollapalooza. Or Lollapalooza.
2: Lollapalooza. okay how was so that? it was at grant park in chicago yeah. it was summer late summer 08. george bush you know all that stuff the presidency oh, yeah, for right, many years right, right. the the 9 all this cha- all this frustration and yeah. it had built up into this coalesced show and all these people started tearing down the fences to just get in i paid i'd bought my $235 ticket or wristband or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, right, and right, right, I'd waited my whole life to see Rage. I'm a massive Rage Against the Machine fan. Yeah. love Rage Against the Machine. Always have, always will. In fact, that's the story I should have told from high school is that What's at that? the 97 talent show junior year, I yeah. did, we did Bulls on Parade. Yeah, and I, I sang it. Me, we played it like with yeah, instruments. Yeah, yeah, that was right, our talent. Right. I sang and my other three friends did the bass, drums, and guitar. And I, during the, the solo, Bulls on Parade, you know, Tom Morello does weep 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 yeah. this. I ran around that whole auditorium. Once again, that same auditorium. I just ran all around yeah. there, like, just going like this. And then I came back to the stage to finish the song. And that was great. I, I awesome. love Rage, always have.
1: Yeah, the, when, when Bulls on Parade hit, it was like the third song or something. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah, there's Square a Madison Square Garden. My, uh, my friend, so it's funny is that Alex Fast and I were going to go together in 2020. Uh, and uh and of course he's in la now and this took two years to reschedule but he already bought the tickets and stuff so he was he had four tickets including mine and i was like i gotta get rid of these he's like oh don't worry and i like reached out to my friends and stuff got you know three of my friends went with me and one of them one of my best friends oj i remember <laughs> like bulls on parade hitting and after that song like grabbing me and just eyes bulging be like this is best concert ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep,
2: that's the feeling you get.
1: Yes. Oh, it, is. Man, it was
2: so that good. is Rage Live. It really oh. is. I being oh. there in that 08 show, finally seeing them, I was 28, you know, I just well, I was 27, about to turn 28. I waited my whole life to see them and the show had to stop a few times cuz people were just too intense. People were getting crushed up front. Nobody died or anything. It was okay, right, but, but was, they had they stopped was, yeah. the show 3 times to say You know, Zach De La Rocha was like, please, you got to move back. We're not going to play anymore if you don't stop because you're too intense. So that was a I'll never forget that might still be my favorite concert experience of all time just because of where and when and what it was.
1: I think think it's mine. Uh, The fact that he also did it, he had a torn Achilles and he just sat down the entire time, Zach De La Rocha. And I, I, and yeah so they ended up canceling the rest of that tour I, though yeah
2: right that's what really yeah. we were supposed to have like you the COVID tickets Right. but it got delayed and they were going to come back for April 2023 for the final leg of that tour but they canceled yeah, it so we got unbelievable. in Detroit we got left out yeah very sad for we'll us but at least I'll no, have no, that we'll I've seen it. them I've been there I've had the experience and that's oh. fine I'm, I'm too old and lame now I'm like I won't even have fun probably right
1: so, uh, no uh, no no not, not true <laughs>
2: Um, I'm trying way. to I'm trying to rationalize it here. No, I'm really you, trying to sell myself that you'll, I'm not missing out.
1: Them again. you'll see. You know, they'll, they'll return it. Don't worry.
2: I hope so. They're them. incredible, yeah. and their rhythm uh, section, by the way, really underrated. Uh, like Zachary Roach is Tom, the st- yeah. yeah yeah they are so underrated. Absolutely. Brad Brad and uh, the bassist, uh, you know, the Tom. guy who uh, no Tom's Tom a guitar player. player. So Tom no, 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 guitar, Tim
1: Tim Comerford, I'm sorry, Tim. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Brad and Tim are incredible. They're so they they kind of are the heart of that band in a way because they, those songs really do groove, and it's because of their rhythm. I'm a drummer. I'm a bassist, so I'm always yeah. going to be a little bit partial to those people, and Tim I know they make the songs.
1: Covers doesn't let anyone view his pedals and his settings and everything. He's very secretive about
2: it. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. That's cool. I mean, oh. it's an
1: incredibly fat sound. Like it, it's like every every riff is doubled with that, and it changes everything. Phat, fat. <laughs> so so let's let's pick up back. Uh, here you were at end of high school, right? Um, then you go mm-hmm. off to college, uh, and you quit broadcasting after your freshman year. <laughs> okay, that's where we left off. What happens after first that?
2: week? Really, it was literally like the first ten days. Let's be very clear. <laughs> well, w- <laughs>
1: So then after
2: that, you were thinking, I'm
1: going to go here. Oh, because you got to take en- and then you now like after a week, what am I doing? What is
2: it? Yes, exactly. So that led to got. going to school for a year, but not really being in school at all. So the total mm-hmm. failure. I I had two semesters. I had a 0.05 GPA. That's my there's a transcript on file at Central Michigan still that says that technically I got a C in one class. So,
1: So, so what happened after that?
2: <sighs> so after that, it was just a series of, you know, I just. I was immature and like this lifestyle, this way in America of telling you that, hey, at least at this time in particular, well, this is 20 years ago and you got to go to college and you got to get a degree. You know, This was burned into our brains. And you know, Absolutely. now that we know about college loans and all this stuff, maybe it wasn't just for everybody. OK, in fact, it's not for everybody. There are different paths, a lot of ways to go, especially today. And that's one thing if I more. could apart anything. To anybody listening to this, just remember that if you're younger and you feel like, oh, I got to follow this track, that's just not how things are anymore. They're not. And they never were, frankly. So, yeah. i I basically kept trying to go to school, but I didn't want. I didn't have the the drive. Uh, I I was just immature, you know. I didn't have a foundation that was rock solid. I didn't. I know that now, but at the time, I didn't. I went to a couple community colleges, and I would go sleep in the parking lot. i pretend to drive. I would. I would drive to the school in the morning to be there at 9 a.m., but I wouldn't even go into class. I would sleep in the car. It was very, oh my God. very strange. Yeah. Oh. But I, mean, I, was, I was probably depressed and stuff, too, and I just didn't know how to deal with it. I was 18, 19, 20 years old. And after trying to do a couple of different community colleges, I I just like, all right, I'm just out here floating on a log now. I don't know what I'm doing. And then, you know, when my, my friend Brandon died in 2001, he was 21. He had just turned 21. That really changed things. And that's... You know, he had a huge impact. He's my best friend. Although, you know, I was just turned 21. It was really, really sad. It speaks for itself. He died in a car accident. And then his mom agreed to pay for me to go to a broadcasting vocational school in Detroit called Spex Howard. Like it was a vocational school just for broadcasting, for radio and television and editing and stuff. And it was like $10,000 flat out. She paid for the whole thing. Oh, wow. She's like, yeah. She's like, I know that you've always wanted to do this and this is a great way to pay tribute to Brandon that you can go do what you always wanted to do. It's time. So I ended up doing that and I did complete that. And by the end of 2003, yeah, it's a true story. And by the end of 2003, I graduated. There was like a 10 month program and I went out into the world to try to work in tv news i worked in charleston south carolina at wciv channel Four, the abc affiliate as a production assistant uh, assignment desk editor the person who listens to the scanner and like you're waiting to hear the crimes or the things that we got to go cover that's right, a right. fascinating job and i worked as a photog yeah, and like rooting for a crime at that point, i know right? holy crap see you just nailed it. This is why. So I worked at WCIV, then I went to Cincinnati, worked at uh, Channel Five, WLWT, the NBC affiliate. Very. That's a bigger city. Cincinnati's bigger than Charleston. Charleston's a beautiful city down there, by the way, in South Carolina. And I realized that's all we did. We we go and cover the worst stories. Sure, there's a fluff story at the end, but we've all seen Anchor Man with the. The squirrel riding the uh, jet skis. Yeah, you know, hey, that's the fluff piece at the end. But the whole entire show prior to that is just, it's just about the bad stuff right. that's happening in the city. And that's what we covered. In fact, I worked at Cincinnati when the tsunami, the massive tsunami of 04 happened. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yeah. In
2: Asia. And I saw, I mean, the, the video footage, we got the raw video footage. It was horrible. It was so awful. And I'm like, what am I doing? Why do I do this job? Right. So I ended up quitting by 05. I'm like, I'm out. I love I want to be a broadcaster but somehow I'm just working in local tv news and this is not mm-hmm. the job I wanted
1: so. yeah so what do you do from there
2: well from there the it's pretty logical choice this is not bearing any fruit I guess I started to feel a sense of what am I doing my life that is good for society am I helping others what am I doing for the people and and myself, mm-hmm. it, what I want my actions to be used in a good way. Sure. So I thought I would be a high school teacher, and so that's how I ended up going back to school. And then I got into University of Michigan, which is way better school than Central. Sorry, Chippewas. Hey, go Blue! <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is the perfect time to talk about Michigan and how awesome oh, they are. I cannot Back-to-back believe it. Big Ten it. champions! Woo! I
1: can't believe it. That was that was a trouncing of OSU. The fact it that was. they're in now is. Annoying to say the least, Urban Meyer himself has said that if you don't win your conference, you don't deserve to be in the championship. That's could not a fact, agree more
2: could not It'll agree be okay. More. Though. If they, I want them to be Georgia and then Michigan beats them in the national title, that'll be even better. That'll be even better. Just one more time. Wants, I want them to feel
1: ultimate suffering to Georgia after us, too, like we did last yeah. year last year.
2: I love it. I want, it. I'm I want revenge on
1: Georgia. I want us to beat OSU and then beat Georgia. We need to get over the hump properly.
2: Truth is, I'm uh, not picky. If they win a national title, that's great. I mean, it yeah, happened once I, in my life in 97. They won a national championship. That was incredible. That was a lot of fun.
1: There are only, I, I usually say there's just one game I watch the entire year of football, and it's OSU Michigan. And I, again, I will constantly say football should not exist. I feel like it harms so many. I Ooh. don't know about I, I
2: didn't know this take uh, I didn't know this was your take oh yeah actually.
1: yeah football shouldn't exist uh <laughs> sorry I everyone. don't necessarily
2: disagree I don't necessarily disagree just actually think about,
1: think about all the cases you know about CTE because it's the NFL but how many people play football it's not just the people in uh, in the NFL it's all the youth kids who go through so many concussions they're right. affected massively by this but um, you know this thousands too, thousands and thousands and thousands. Of thousands. And uh, you know
2: this though. Soccer, other there's other injuries too. People still get head injuries I in understand. all these
1: sports. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But NFL is massively different. um It's dramatically so. uh It, it becomes, uh, you know, I don't I'm really have really an feel bad for it because, like our <laughs> our influence is nothing. Like, should not let you necessarily not enjoy it because, like, I watch Michigan and you you? I get it. Um, at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, it shouldn't exist.
2: I only say this because I really don't care either way. It comes down to the the only problem is that you're right. There are youths who are very young, 14-year-old kids whose brains are still developing. And if they don't know any better, which they don't. We've all been 14. Let's be honest. We didn't know any better. We trust our parents or our guardians or the people that we look to who've lived this life to make us or to help us along the proper path. So that's the only thing I would say because I thought about it being a Hey, freedom of choice, you know, free will, do what you will. But these are also people who don't, I have contended this a lot. This has nothing to do with with, football. It's about teenagers just don't know what they're, they don't know what they're doing. I was a teenager. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Anyway, I look forward to one game every year. It's Michigan versus OSU. And then now I get extra. Wait, what? I'm not, (laughs) not supposed to have extra games.
2: We've got um, bonus material. That's right, <laughs> DVD extras, more movie oh, references. Man. All right. So, uh, so go. There's no blue. such thing as DVDs anymore. Anyways, when, I don't think. So. You no. Know,
1: uh, when uh, when is the game? Is it New Year's Day? New Year's Eve? It's
2: New Year's Eve. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't know why they have it on New Year's Eve. Uh, I, I watch it because I don't need to party. I don't drink. Yeah, I don't uh, do that anymore. stuff. I, so. I mean,
1: I I I drink socially, and I I've always drunk socially, but even less so after COVID. Uh, Yeah, now I'm like I'm at a party. I'm like I'll just have water because I don't want to have any sort of hangover tomorrow.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I think it's part of aging too. Uh, Yes, I've you know people that don't know me, I've been in recovery from opioids for five plus years. I'm very open about it. It's not a secret. In fact, it's important for me to be honest about it so other people out there know that you can you can follow the same path I did. You can get help. There is help out there. But I I also don't drink. Drinking was never a problem for me. And sometimes people think universal. 12 step programs don't do anything. I respect that, but I could have a drink if I want to. I just don't care to. Like you said, it's just I'm I'm pretty I'm still working on me, but I'm pretty content about having a good time. Like we at first uh, pitch there, F Paz in Arizona. We had fun. And I I honestly thought, like, you know what? I don't really need a beer to enhance this. I these people know who I am. I know who they are and I'm having fun. And I'm not judging you. If you want to have drinks, if you have crippling social anxiety and, you know, a beer takes the edge off, please, by all means, do your thing.
1: That can do a lot. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
2: It's the uh, social lubricant. I know that.
1: Yeah. It is great how open you are about it because there's a stigma, obviously, and that should go away.
2: Yes, Um, it never will, um, but I'll try.
1: The more that it goes away, the easier we can to the recovery of others, right?
2: Uh, I completely agree with that. It's not a shtick. People, it's not yeah. like, hey, I'm trying to get Twitter followers or something. It's nothing like oh, that. I'm just,
0: ridiculous. yeah. Well, no
2: people way. don't know me. They might not know. I'm just being, I'm being reasonable. Yeah. I understand. There's a lot of, a lot of people who might think twice. But if you know me, Nick knows me. It's just part of my goal in life. If we talk about where I was, right, going back to what I was saying, you know, I wanted to do something to help people. I thought being a teacher would do that. I, right. High school teacher. <laughs> a little old high school teacher sounded like fun to me. So when I went to Michigan and I got that degree as a social studies teacher, where I would be like your dad. I love globes. I love maps. I was I thought geography was a fun class. I really <laughs> not did. Not like my dad. Uh, no, okay. That's well, fine. maybe not like your dad, but <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> but I in that moment I would love to have labeled as many countries as possible in a globe. That sounded like fun to me when I was a kid. It still sounds yeah. like fun to me now. Right. So. So, I, um, yeah, I thought I was going to help people by being a teacher. I'm like, this will be much more noble than working in television news. And that was the goal. But that's also when I started to get into my opioid addiction. Once I graduated, got a couple, I started working as a teacher. And mm-hmm. that's when I started to slip and get more into it. So it wasn't because of the job, though. I was just unresolved issues in my life. If you let things sure. fester, I'm telling yeah. you, like. I know this as well as anybody. Now, if you let things just continue to sit there, they will react or release themselves outwardly in your life in a way that you really never thought you wanted to end up being. Trust me on that. So, so yeah, I I love being a teacher. It wasn't the opioids fault. I, I had a lot of fun. I was a fun teacher. I'm sure you can imagine. And people always say this to me. Yeah, but you were a fun teacher. You were the cool teacher, weren't you? I'm like, well, yeah, but not like a weirdo. I still had rules and discipline. And of course, I'm trying to mold the minds of young America. So yeah, I'd like to have a laugh or two, but and I want to make things fun. But it's always about trying to help kids find their own path. And that was really what I tried to impart to them when I said earlier about you don't have to go to college right away if you don't want to. You know, take a gap year. And a gap year doesn't mean you're rich and you can travel the world. It just means, you know, I'm just gonna. See what's going on out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly. Uh, So, how long? I mean, are you still teaching right now?
2: Uh, No, 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 no. I once I uh, (laughs) I tried it for five years, and Mm -hmm. basically, most of those years were during my active use. So I was just I was. It got bad towards the end because I just wasn't really. I was there, and I started getting high at work. And I remember when I crossed that barrier. And I re- I didn't want to do it. I held out as long as I could, but I finally did. And eventually, they were very reasonable with me. I worked at worked at a couple of private Jewish high schools, by the way, which I didn't know exist in the area. And hmm. I actually learned a lot about because I am I'm Jewish, uh, but I wasn't really active as a Jew. So I learned a lot about that side of me and Judaism while I was working at those schools before yeah. I really deteriorated. I even went to Israel in 2014. That was awesome. That was really oh, is cool. That right? Was yeah, that, it was. was-
1: is that through birthright? No, birthright ends when you're 25, I think. Very
2: good. See, you're the only one who got it. Most people always assume it's birthright. I was 32 no. by then. You're yeah. right. Uh, well, I know Not this because I went to Brandeis, and like uh, ah! all my friends, uh, you know. Of course, um, yes. You but, went to Brandeis. Uh, I didn't know I that. Went to Brandeis. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's I think. Uh, I, yeah. It's.
1: It was. Um. It was 55 Jewish when I went. Uh, and uh, huh. I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm all my friends. Where I might as well be. I mean, in many ways, I'm <laughs> attached to it. But it's just that I wasn't, you know, wasn't brought up in any way religious. So I don't assign to anything. You know. Oh, neither was I. Yeah, that's. Um, I'm yeah, with you like, there. And like I have, like you know, relatives that are and stuff. So I am in some fashion, but I'm not Jewish, right? Um, but uh, all my. I mean, I went to so many bar and bat mitzvahs growing up, and. Then I went to Brandeis and I just felt like, oh yeah, okay, cool. I went to <laughs> I went yeah. to Ch- Chabad once uh, Friday night. Ah! I uh, every campus was, has a Chabad house, right? There was uh, there was Porum, uh, which was bigger than Halloween at Brandeis. Uh, during Chabad, they um, they uh, made us stand up and introduce ourselves, and then there were three <laughs> of us that were new, so we were in, you have to be invited by someone who's already going.
2: Oh. Um
1: to be able to go to it, to it, and then we stood up, and then all of a sudden they literally, someone just started banging on the rafters, and they all filed out and started dancing in the street and left us abandoned. <laughs> we were like, we didn't know if we were supposed what we were supposed to do, or we were supposed to join them, or we not. It was pretty cool, um, but it was very welcoming, you know. And it's very much of that culture was, hey, we are not like judging or anything. We're actually just saying this is what ours is. If you want to join us, great. And it yeah. was really wonderful about that. Um, but yeah, I remember playing, <laughs> I remember playing beer pong with the uh, the rabbi um, <laughs> uh, during Purim at the rabbi's house because that's actually where the Purim party was held. Yeah, It was at the the rabbi's house, which is
2: hilarious. Yeah. Like, rabbis the are cool. There. Rabbis oh are always God. cool. <laughs> Every rabbi uh, I ever met anyway. was always pretty cool. He re- they really were. So um, I I did dance. Dancing is a huge part of the culture. When I went out to that trip in Israel we have just someone's wedding and no idea who's who they were right right right. we were just welcome to this wedding and we danced for hours i sweat my butt off i was so sweaty and we were just dancing with and the other thing was this is more on the extreme side of judaism it was orthodox so it was just dudes only women had to like go on the other side which was yeah i didn't love that i gotta be that's not see that's where i'm like okay you know I respect everyone's yeah. rights to do what they want to so, do is expression of their Schomer was, uh, yep. yeah. Yeah. And so that's a trip I went on actually, which was really weird for me. Cause I, that's just not who I am. I was, I was on a more orthodox trip, which they paid for. Basically. That was the deal. Hey, you, we pay for this for two weeks. We do your flight. We do your room board, everything, right, right. but you got to go to class at seven 30 every morning yep. <laughs> and you're going to have to follow our rules. So that's what I okay, did.
0: There you go.
1: Look at that.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so then after, uh, that's wild
1: yeah i've never been um i mean it, it's always incredibly i don't know it's rich to like an intelligent why like uh, for, for your mind just to experience something you haven't before yes um, that, I could, that's ex- it, exactly you know?
2: how i see it nick that is exactly how i see it because right. i i mean i i'm down with judaism i consider myself a jew i'm pretty minimalist frankly though but Just to go from a historical, like I said, I was a history teacher. I was really into that stuff. And it's such a tiny country in terms of land mass, but topographical variety is massive. There's deserts in the south. There's mountains in the north. There's oasis and stuff in between. It's really fascinating. That part I was really drawn in by. And I saw some of the most beautiful landscapes in the south. Looked like the Grand Canyon in a way. It was just Mm -hmm. beautiful. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. So that's my version of the Grand Canyon.
1: Did you float in the Dead Sea?
2: I absolutely did float in the Dead Sea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> float the Dead sea. I, I had to. Had it was to. really good for my skin. That's why my but skin yeah, looks right? so good because I did that for <laughs> half an hour.
1: Well, they don't so, have
2: that, and was it Superior that you have nearby? Uh, that's actually really good for you. I mean, it's cold as hell. If you want to do yeah. that, it's good for the skin. But man, I'd I'd rather just did, probably. Did
1: I get the right lake? Did I get it right? Is it you got the.
2: It is a real lake. It's just way up north. So
1: <laughs> yeah, What's the nearest one to you is what I'm saying.
2: The closest one to me would probably be Lake Erie or Lake Huron. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Huron's on the east. Michigan's on the Damn. west. Superior's on the north.
1: So. Gotcha. Oh, okay. A superior on top. Okay.
2: Great Lakes Education here live on Bollock with friends. Yeah, you got
1: to homes, guys. That's how you remember it. Homes <laughs> are the five of them. Ontario yeah. and uh, Michigan are the other ones.
2: I took a bath in Lake Huron once. It was lovely when I was a kid. It was great. Did you? I, I had brush shampoo and everything. I I cleaned my hair and showered. It was I, a beautiful honestly, summer's eve. I,
1: of all the people who have come on to Nick Pollock and Friends, I'm the least surprised that it's you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For whatever reason, I mean, it's probably because I know you're Michigan and all, but still.
0: That, that yeah. I'm like, yep,
1: yep. I see that one. Yeah. I see that's me that one, absolutely. Um, but I uh, but moving on here. So okay, so we're progressing through this. Um, After the teaching gig, uh, talk, talk to us about those years.
2: Well, I was let go in 2016 after I got out of another rehab. By the way, I got out of rehab that day and I used that night. So rehabs that are 10 days long, completely inefficient. This is just advice. If you ever happen to wander into this in your own life, do a longer term rehab, make yeah. sure people go for longer periods of time. 10 days, two weeks. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Doesn't work. I know that the, the evidence shows that too. So after that, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try to work some jobs and I just let more people down because I thought I was okay. And I still had to go through these trials and right. tribulations and mistakes where I thought it was okay, but then I wasn't. And this is part of the experience. But I, by 2017, everybody had enough of me. And I had enough of myself and I left a friend agreed to let me move in with him in Maryland. So I moved to Maryland in late 2017 and he basically let me stay there for peanuts. You know, he charged me like 150 bucks or 200 bucks a month for rent. And he had a full colonial house. Nice. He lived in a nice suburb. Oh, wow. It was. He was yeah. a family. He had a family, but the family right. had been split up because his wife and part, a couple of the kids went to the Air Force In California, she was in the Air Force, so she had to go out there, and he had to stay home with the kids. So basically, became a bachelor pad of me, him, and his twelve year old son. And I would drive his twelve year old son to school every day. I've tried to be responsible, and I was staying clean from that point. Slowly but surely, I was on maintenance drugs, and
1: I—that's a great (laughs) outlet. Honestly, that sounds like exactly the kind of environment you'd also need. You know.
2: It was. Uh, uh, I'm forever yeah. in, forever in debt. I wonder, and I have man. gratitude to this day. He gets annoyed because I'm always like, you know what? You, he doesn't like to gloat. He doesn't want any press for it. But I tell him, you saved my life, man. You you helped me get to where I am today. It's I'm here because of you today. I really am. And I never forget that. And he's a friend of mine I've known for a long time. And we talked about the stories from high school. I Ubered While I lived there, I lived there for about a year and a half and I moved to Philly for five months after that and then came back to Maryland for six months and finally moved back to Michigan in 2019. But I Ubered at night. I worked the night shift from 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. And that was my full time gig. So there's so many stories and so many people I met through those Ubering experiences. It was one of them. Oh, my gosh. I mean, uh, like some of uh, which ones are funny and which ones aren't. You know, I think about people are always drunk. You know, it's Ubering. They're drunk. That's what they need the Uber for. And it's a good thing that it exists. I did pick up these. I picked up these arena football players one night. They were actually arena football players played in D.C. or Baltimore. There was a team there and they wanted me to drive them back to their their condo. So we did that. And then the whole ride there was like 45 minutes. These guys were huge. They filled up my little Honda Civic. We were like full (laughs) in that car with these dudes and they're putting on all these songs that uh, Michael Jackson and uh call me maybe, and all these goofy songs that they were singing every single word. And they demanded <laughs> that I sing every single word along with them. And uh, it was just, it was totally surprising. Unfortunately though, when we got there, one of them had passed out and he weighed like 310 pounds. Oh, I'm not kidding. No. He we was a huge to, like, like yeah. lineman. Right. <laughs> we had to get him into the condo. He would not wake up. It was just a fiasco, man, and that was just <laughs> one of so many silly stories. I mean, there's oh, so many fat because I worked outside of Annapolis in Annapolis, where the uh, Navy is, you know, the Navy Academy. So you mm-hmm. think a lot of those people are, you know, they're naval cadets, and is that what they're called? Right, no, right, they're right. midshipmen. Midshipmen? I no idea. <laughs>
1: I don't know either. I really, the don't. wrong person here. For Midship that. people. I'm like you talk about the Navy. I prefer indigo, uh, but. <laughs> But uh, so that, that's great. So you you really you got back on your feet in a really good way. Uh, yeah. and thanks, Uber. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, thanks to your friend too for giving you the environment to be able to. Oh to
2: do yeah. Stuff, you know? Yeah. He, uh, yeah. And uh,
1: so so from there, uh, I'm trying to piece this all together. Like uh, getting close. It, yeah. So so what's next?
2: Getting close to the current day. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I moved back to Michigan in August of 2019. Mm -hmm. I felt good. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to go be a counselor. And that's how I started getting my master's in clinical mental health counseling. It's
1: yeah. Yeah. You'd be a great counselor.
2: Thank you. It's a natural step for somebody who's been through a lot of pain and you know, the pain of others, you know, know your own personal pain and people helped me. They did. So the lesson I didn't learn when I was the guy at the TV station who tried to be a teacher was I wasn't in touch with what had happened in my life. I just mm-hmm. looked for answers. The difference in the transition for me here after being in Maryland and getting stable and staying clean and coming back to Michigan and starting to be a counselor was that I understood all of the pain of my own young life, the trauma. It is. It, it's. I feel like it's a cliche sometimes, but it is because we all have a lot of trauma in our lives. It's yeah. all across the landscape. Whatever it is for you, don't let other people minimize it. If it hurts, it hurts. And so I understood myself a lot better. And I really knew how to empathize. That's the key thing. Empathy was something that I didn't really know how to apply when I was 25. But now that I was right. 40, I got it. I figured it out. So so I'm almost done with that now. I, I'm doing my internship, finishing my hours. I got to do 700 hours to get my license. And then I'll be a licensed professional counselor here in Michigan. Yeah,
1: that's fantastic. Um, it is. So- so uh, so where does FTN and Palazzo podcast come in here?
2: Ah, so when I came back, I started to work on the master's and I was trying to go all in on everything I never did properly. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll start the master's program. It's going to take three years. So it'll be a while. And then I got to do a podcast. I mean, podcasting was getting bigger. I mean, it's even bigger now. I, I, it may right. seem crazy. I know it's 2022, but everyone has a podcast now. But three years ago... A lot of people had a podcast, not everyone. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So I joined that. Uh, I joined those ranks by starting a college football pod. It was called the Sharp Idiots with <laughs> my current Palazzo partner, Christopher Deary. Actually, we mm-hmm. wanted we love Michigan football, like we said. So we want to talk about each week in college football. Mm-hmm. And we called it the Sharp Idiots. It was a gambling reference. And. By 2020, right before COVID started, we switched it into Palazzo. You're like, you know what? We love baseball. That's what we really love. Right, Chris? So we started to do the pod in January of 2020, known as the Palazzo Podcast. And it's been around ever since.
1: So, You started yours in 2020 before everyone started theirs in 2020.
2: Right before January 2020. Yeah, just right before that. Oh, man. So we got a tiny head start, but not really. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Were you in that first uh, baseball pods bracket then? In 2020? I,
2: I believe. Yeah, we were.
1: Uh, okay, good. You, uh, see, that's the difference right there. Is that you made it ah, into that first year? Because...
2: Somebody snuck us in there. We signed up for it and we lucked out, and we were like the fifteen seat or something. But we were in it, I believe. Yeah. There you go.
1: Beautiful. I met him uh, in real
2: life uh, a couple months ago. We he hung oh, out in Detroit. We went to a ti- yeah, we went to a Tigers game. <laughs> He flew oh, in for great. Detroit for a business meeting and we went, had dinner with me and Leanne and we went to mm-hmm. his first ever Tigers game at Comerica Park. He's a great I, guy. I love love him. He's a really good dude.
1: And I meant to ask, uh, and and uh, no surprise, of course, that Chris is. Um, no. Yeah. Tell. How did you meet Leanne?
2: Well, we actually met when I was being a teacher in 2011. We met on <laughs> plenty of fish of all places. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, sure. That's one of them. Other people think of plenty of fish, but back in 2011, it was kind of like the low rent. Uh, It was free. You didn't have to pay for it. So you didn't really, I didn't meet a lot of great people through it. But somehow I met Leanne through it in 2011. We dated for a few months. She dumped me. And then from there, it was a series of on-again's, off-again's. But then we never saw each other from 2014 till 2019 when I came back. We didn't see each other for five years, but I had reached out to her. When I was in Philly in early 2019, I emailed her. I was really depressed. I was, I was very, very sad. Even though I was still clean, I just, I felt, I felt sad. Yeah. I felt like a nobody and she helped me get out of that. And we kept emailing we started talking. And then by the time I moved back in August in 2019, she, I asked her, Hey, I actually said, you know what? We should start a podcast. I did say that to her first. <laughs> she has a great <laughs> voice. I love her voice. Her voice is very soothing and it's happy. Mm-hmm. And I really thought it would make for a good podcast, but then after that, I'm like, yeah, we should maybe we should get together too. Maybe we should get back together. And she agreed. And now here we are. That was three years ago.
1: Oh, that's wonderful.
2: It oh, is. She's great. incredible. Like she really cares about people too much. I'm not kidding. She cares so much <laughs> about people, like being kind and sacrificing yourself for others. It's almost too much at times. Like you got to take care of you, Leanne. You're a good person. Mm, it's okay. That's great. Um, yeah.
1: And I, uh, you know, we're I know we're pushing past an hour, and I can't think enough for for spending all this time
2: uh it's been great oh, this has hearing been,
1: the story yeah. it's been wonderful this is um, cool I,
2: i'm uh, i'm gonna check the show out more often i'm totally honest i've never listened to the show just because
1: oh of course because when you, you know things, you it's know harder to listen yes to others. i understand thank What's you like
2: thank you for saying it for me you know the truth okay good yeah, yeah so
1: just like I wouldn't expect would you to, to be like to my show completely. I mean, come on.
2: No, no. You got to check in, make sure it still sounds good. Of course. Right. Uh, but I would never um, expect you to check out the latest episode of Palazzo. No, it's ridiculous. I, do I don't expect any anybody history. who's <laughs> in the biz to watch. I've listened I don't, I to honestly every don't.
1: single Palazzo podcast. I'm insulted every- <laughs> that you would suggest <laughs> otherwise go VA. I know. I uh, I'm terrible. So, so I, I, I like asking this one a lot um, because I kind of want to see, you know, you, you're in this, fun position now you are getting close to getting your um, your license in michigan which is great um you have this new position now ftn you have yeah um, it actually isn't really that new it's been a full season i think now um or maybe uh, i
2: got hired back in august technically so it's no. been about three or four months yeah, but, but now, yeah.
1: now you're a vet of the biz uh <laughs> and um and i worked so at fan if-
2: before that yes i am a vet oh, of right. the biz there too so yeah so, yeah
1: so what what goals do you have now for yourself
2: that's a wonderful question. I really don't want to, I don't care. We guess everybody think what you want to think. It's fine. I really do believe that uh, I'm fairly entertaining and I have a self awareness and I want to present myself to others in that way. So I love sports. I love football and baseball. Uh, I love all sports really, but mainly those two probably the most. There's only, it really does become true. You run out of bandwidth. It's a, it's probably a cliche now, too. People say, oh, I don't have enough bandwidth to focus on hockey, baseball, no, football. It's
1: how it is. It absolutely is. I, I run if out you of want- bandwidth covering starting pitching. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Thank you. You said it better than I could. And what that means, too, though, it doesn't just mean that I'm aware. It means that you're doing it well, right? Not just, okay, I know things. It's, it's that you are presenting information, you're studying it, you're researching it, and you could talk about it in a really meaningful and in-depth way. Not that just you you know 250 starting pitchers' names, right? right?
1: It, it's about being a specialist these days. And the more that you can be a specialist, the, the more you're able to stand out, I think.
2: Yeah, let's, I think about that. And I think that's my dilemma is so many things I want to do, but you, you could do them all, but it doesn't mean you're going to be successful at them all. In terms, when I mean successful, I mean like, that you could make a living well, doing this,
1: yeah. But what is what is the what is that exactly? Is it you just doing a show every day on something that involves you? Is it uh, you writing more elsewhere? I mean, I'm just kind of curious. That the, I think all these conversations they should start with what is the vision in your head of yourself and what that is, and then cool. Then let's like kind of take the steps back to figure out how to grasp that, right?
2: I think you're absolutely right. That might be a, a challenge I have right now. I don't have a... I like writing. I've been writing at FTN, I wrote at Fantracks before that, and it was kind of a longer form weekly, this is what happened this week, this is what's happening this week, and I throw in a bunch of silly pop culture references because they're just all in my head anyways, and it was fun. I really do enjoy the writing. It is time-consuming, though. Oh, and yeah. I don't know... I don't know that people can make a, I mean, there are people who make a living as writers, but they work at certain. It is harder to do it these days. Than okay. Used to be. Thank you. See, there you go. You know the truth. Nick is <laughs> uh Nick knows the biz. He does. I respect you a lot. Cause you know so much about how to get things done and how they are done when it comes to writing, doing podcasts, really content creation of any kind. So I respect you immensely in that arena because you've been doing it. You've done your own thing here. And I, I should probably be picking your brain a lot more because you do have a lot to offer in that. And you've always offered yourself up to me to this
1: show. Go This is the show
2: for you. (laughs) Clearly this is the show for me and I haven't Uh, even been listening to it.
1: If you're interested in that, listen to, uh, off the top of my head, talking to Justin Mason about this. Uh, uh, Chris Clegg, I talk about it with, um, that was most recent, one of the more recent ones. Um, but uh, but yeah, I would, You know, any just uh, just reach out and ask. I love this stuff. Thought. I think yeah. I think those kind of conversations don't happen enough inside the space, um, which is why I want to do something like this. But it's very much hush hush behind curtains. I'm like, well, no, it shouldn't be, and it should be- competition. That is that
2: happens. what it is?
1: People I are afraid that revealing
2: secrets, or
1: I, I don't know. Um, I'm very. I like to think I'm very transparent about how we run. Um, and uh, it, it's. At the end of the day, it's always about how do you get people's attention? Is it through podcasts? Is it through your articles? Is it through a video? Is it a newsletter? Whatever it is, how do you think you're best at getting attention?
2: That is Um, actually a great concern of mine now because I kind of built my following on Twitter and recent mm -hmm. Twitter upheaval.
1: Oh, Twitter's (laughs) going to be (laughs)
2: fine. Oh, I completely agree. Oh, I completely agree. But there are friends I know, people who are pretty rational human beings that actually left Twitter recently. And I'm like, you're totally buying into something that's not real. In my opinion, and I'm not trying to, this is not a political yeah. bent. This isn't any type of no, bent. No, it's yeah. just a matter. This is a monolith that has been around for a long time. People, especially with sports news and keeping up on the latest breaking stuff. Twitter still serves a purpose. Yeah.
1: There's a, uh, there's a saying, I, I don't know. My friends would say it all the time is that whenever you, like you go bar hopping uh, as a social group, With every, I think actually my my one of my best friends, Evelyn, would say it: when you change locations, you lose half the group. (laughs) And uh, every time, you lose half the group, right? Um, And that's how it is with any sort of any platform, or it gets destroyed, or whatever. I remember actually a private torrent site. Um, Some people might know what .cd or oink. Um, If any of you guys know what those are, I I applaud you for it. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it was just about like, okay what's the next one after and what's that CD was, and it was was also waffles and what's that CD after Oink, but Oink was so big. And then you'd split everyone again and it took years for it to become a big thing again. Right. And it's so unified at Twitter right now. And I think everyone understands the difficulty of just, Oh gosh, I don't want to restart this again. I've already, I've already, everybody has invested their own selves into this. I, and it's just so simple and easy. And I do understand though, there there are some that, like, yeah, there's there are things that Twitter kind of doesn't do well. And it'd be nice for them to fix and to make it better. But they
2: never did it well. That's the other they thing. Never,
1: well, I know they never have, but it's like kind yeah, nice of a new place that has like a nicer UI and it has a little extra things, and like, okay, that could work. But man, you're not gonna get everybody there. You're not gonna allow it so like the president can just say things on it and like we all understand it. news is reported on this. How do you know yes. about passing like It destroys, you know, I I remember actually being on a, I'm ranting, I'm so sorry. I remember being on a date in like 2012 and and talking about how technology is changing. And like I was working at a weird news website. Um, I mean, talking about like, I am not excited about where I am because I'm reporting on bad things happening, right? And uh, talking about like how news is changing and essentially going from um official reporting to kind of user reporting as being the the future of it and like that's what happened i mean i I should have been you know i was like great this is kind of interesting right twitter becomes this thing where it's just there as opposed to everywhere else so it kills all these news channels um i would not be shocked if like all the ratings of all these shows of all these news channels or websites or all this kind of just destroyed because of twitter why would you go there just follow the twitter account you know
2: right especially um, for the upcoming generations the current gen i mean some of the older folks already knew their ways they were stuck in their ways they're not going to change but right. yep but you don't Absolutely. go to
1: espn refreshing the page to, to see what the <laughs> what the news is anymore no i remember i would go there i would go there once a day or something like oh i didn't know this news happened to be on the right or whatever and i'd find out Yep. like no why would i do that it's just i just sub to the things i know oh, i to pass and tweet it if pass and didn't tweet it's not real you know that was said in our, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was great. I was like, yeah, it's not passing. Who cares? That is so, so funny
2: because that's so true. That is so true. I think I went to ESPN once in the last three months right? because I wanted to watch the college football playoff results only because Michigan yeah, had right. made that's it. What and I, that's like,
1: what I've looked up is like how the Michigan team went. I, I was curious <laughs> at ESPN's player.
2: Yeah, I was logging first, in, yeah. and then I had but then I had to log into DirecTV because it's the, through their watch system and all that oh, stuff yeah. too. And I got to uh, steal my mom's, yeah. I don't steal yeah. it. My mom gives me her. <laughs>
0: right but TV login. all
1: of us it's like that's none of us of our generation actually have cable right yeah uh,
2: hell oh no man. are you kidding me i cut the Old cord different. 10 years ago easy and never looked back yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah but where well, i want to be there well, and how i want to be there and overall no you're right these are that was well said i just think i have to flesh out the vision more you're right and i'm not saying making a vision board or something like that it's just do i want to be someone who focuses on writing Or is it videos that people respond to the most or, and I know we talked about this briefly at first pitch about, you know, depending on what you were doing today, would you make a website for your business or not? Right. Remember we were talking about that at the bar and and what you, yeah, I, you said, no, I I said, no. And I remember Justin Mason was there with us too. And he chimed in and say, well, maybe if it was, there was something specific. Now I'm actually forgetting what he said there, but there was, like it was only a specific
1: writing. And I was like, yeah, you can ah! do the medium. You can just start your medium blog if you want. But That's like right. creating, creating a media website, you don't even need to do. I mean, I think the best example of that is like, go to the John Boy website. It's not like a media website of articles and stuff. It's just like a, a collection. Oh, you need to just go. You, this is the YouTube link you need. This is our store, you know, it's yeah. not a content magazine or something like that it's not like creating pictureless now is impossible uh and it's only because i think i I think if i started trying to do pictureless today it wouldn't be even close to what it is now because it's it was just everything was received differently back then 2014 2015 it was that's how you got information more so Uh,
2: i didn't know it was that long ago you started by the way i'm so much i'm learning on this show (laughs) I would have said like 2017, mate. You know, that yeah, no, 2014
1: guess. it was pitcher gifts and got shut down by MLB. Oh, uh, I do remember that. Okay, and then 2015 came back as pitcher list. Yeah, gosh, it's been. This is it's going to be my ninth season, I think next year, which is insane. Yep. What is it, pitcher list nine I've been no. It's, well, it's PL eight, and then I think we're going to skip PL nine and do PLX.
2: Ooh.
1: The year I even okay. Uh, maybe we're thinking about it. We don't know. Maybe rumors. These are rumors. These are <laughs> rumors. Um, but I, uh, but no, I mean, it's, it's amazing over the years how wrong I've been yet. People are still there because we're not in the business of being right. We're in the business of good discussion. That's like our mission statement. Um,
2: that's fabulous. That's a great mission statement. Okay. You're always so good at that stuff. You really do that. know. See, I can put my foot in my mouth a lot more than you ever will. That's That's okay. I know who I am. That's just, like, I, well, I just say things sometimes and there's no filter. And that's part of my that, experience. Of, you
1: know, I do that with, I mean,
2: you've heard an OTC no, podcast and things the so fast. Yeah, like, like,
1: what <laughs> did you just say, Nick? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> just can we move on? Please, thanks.
2: That's fair. It's not that we're that different in that respect. It's just, uh, but you also, you curate things in the way you want them to be. And you're, you know what gets, you know how to get the most out of the things that you are doing. And that's something that. I need to get to still. I don't feel that I get the most out of the time I'm spending and I want it to be more efficient. And nice. these are things that I will need to... So, I need to really dive in and like read stuff, talk to stuff, people mm-hmm. connect and listen more because I'm not I'm not actively seeking it out. I've just kind of... This is totally truthful. I've floated through this thing for about three, almost three years now. January's next month. It'll be three years. Palazzo started. Oh yeah, wow. I've tried to... I've tried to just keep doing it. I'm like, I'm just going to keep pumping it out, but I'm not adjusting enough. I'm not creating new avenues or even fine tuning and being more efficient. So that's, that's really what I take from what the question you originally asked me. How how do I see things? Where do I want to be? I'm kind of incomplete right now, frankly.
1: My, uh, my college coach would say practice isn't good practice. Good practice is good practice. And uh, I take that (laughs) as like, every time I would throw a baseball, I would be doing it with a purpose, right? I wouldn't just like just toss a baseball back. I would actually go through my entire windup and actually like study it and get to the you know practice something in that throw and do it right, you know. And I take I try to take that with me when it comes to like okay, if I'm putting out this article, it's for what purpose, you know? Or if I'm recording this thing, if it's like for what? Um, and it can be hard to do because I mean, it's I think the hardest thing possible right now is to be a it can be so difficult getting off the ground um and i i there are two aspects of i I think of an independent creator is there's michael govier the brand um but there's do you want everything to be michael govier the brand or do you want it to be michael govier the brand associated with ftn and fan tracks is your, is your vision to be independent and, and do your own thing, do your own business and all of that? Or is it to be successful inside of the business um, under a different umbrella? Both are great. Bingo. Uh, the second one is a lot easier. <laughs> it's a lot more secure and uh, comfortable. Um, if you ask me, I mean, I'm, I'm saying it's easier because you don't have to worry about a lot of things. You can just focus on being the talent.
2: Right. Um, they cover all the...
1: While I'm addicted to just the fun of the business, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I mean, that, that's the thing that I, I do this podcast for a little bit is, I mean, sure, obviously, I, I absolutely adore starting pitching. I think it's one of the coolest things ever. Um, but the the act of like creating all this stuff, all the environment of it, and the decisions to make and the creation out of nothing is uh, is such a fun aspect of it. You think of it and you see the steps in front of you, then like, okay, let's do it. You know, that's such a cool thing to be able to do. Well, you put yourself on the line. Yeah. Right. Um, So it's different for everybody. Uh, And I'm lucky in 20 million ways. Uh, Pitchless exists in like it shouldn't Uh, in so many ways. Um, And I don't want to use it as an example for stuff because uh, I run a, a website for a company that allows me to pay the bills and everything i don't need to take from PitcherList, right like i that allows me to then invest back into the company to let it grow and it's still like we still only have part time staffers after 8 years you know i uh, so it's it's we're working on it but it's a process and a lot of people i mean that people don't have that time you know i started when i was like god how old am i now 34 <laughs> This is 2014. I started when I was, I mean, I started making it when I was 25. Um, ah. But uh, But yeah, you understand the point I'm making of like, um, Mike Curlin talked about this. I got to bring him on the show. I remember talking to him in person. Um, oh, he loves, I he could talk about this stuff for four yeah, hours. Yeah, I got to bring him on. Um, But, uh, but yeah, just about, I, I remember talking to him in, in first pitch being like, stop comparing yourself to all these people. Like, it's stupid. Also, a lot of these people you're comparing to have been in this for like 10 years. You know? <laughs> and like you've been at it for and when I talked to him, it was like two years, I think at the time, maybe three. But like you're like, that's, that's really hard. And he's achieved so much, you know. Um, he did,
2: Mike knows this. Mike will hear this. And Mike, hey, how are you doing, buddy? Hope you're doing well. But he <laughs> he's the master of always trying. He never lets any of the outside noise get him down, even though you guys were having a discussion about what you were. Yeah. I get that. But that he's, he always tries something new and he just. Boom. All right. Now we're doing personal training. All right. Now we're doing this. He's always ready yeah. to just rock and do it. And I re- always respected that about him is that he does it on his own and he does it the best he can. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But he also has so many ideas too, that he's, he ends up doing, I mean, I I was originally on the Bases Loaded podcast network, which was his thing when I first came in as Palazzo. He's like, yeah, we'll bring you on. That technically was the first affiliation Palazzo ever had was his, which no longer exists now. I don't think Bases Loaded, because he's changed names and he's reformatted his own companies and stuff. So, Uh, But yeah, he's a great example of somebody who's really tried to do everything how he wanted to do it. No regrets. Maybe he does have regrets, but it doesn't seem like it.
1: So Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a hard it's a hard place to navigate, but as long as you figure out, okay, cool, what that angle you want it to be, then at least you can
2: refine and, yeah, it. Yeah, he works and, at The Athletic. I mean, he also has right. his own, he got a really cool job, so yeah, yeah. he grinded so, and he made it happen.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, go VA. Uh, one last question for you.
2: Oh boy! Because
1: um, where did the time go?
2: <laughs> no one can say for sure. <laughs> I think it literally just ticked off like back. it does every day. So
1: that's a callback. Go. It is a callback. Um, no, I asked everybody this. Do you have a mantra that you live by?
2: Yeah, I honestly don't have words. I mean, I have an internal expression of the life I live really, I guess I'd have to say that uh, it's all about action. So it's it's not about the words I say, it's about what I do that. So maybe something along those lines, you know,
1: it's about the action is good.
2: I'm responsible for my own actions. That's kind of a, I guess a mantra. I I don't say it out loud, but it's a philosophy I've always thought about for many, many years and that I still apply. It's, less talk, more rock. I guess that'd be a mantra, right? I mean, really just, I mean, we're talking, this is literally the business of this discussion and this method of sharing with others, but it's about the action. Yeah. So something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah, I really take that. Words hurt. Words can hurt, but it's what I do defines who I am in a way, not what I say. Cause you could talk hot air all day long, but meanwhile, look at what I've done. And if I've done things that have been meaningful to me and however you express that in your life to others then that's that's a good day that's not too bad that's a way to be
1: yeah, i really think that uh i think that's great michael j Govier, jason Govier. <laughs> i should say, jason yeah I uh, i cannot thank you enough for spending this time with this was a fantastic podcast i'm glad we can make it happen and me too. Uh, before you go tell everybody once again where they can find you and what you're doing
2: yeah, you know, drill. I work at FTN, so FTNDaily.com, FTNFantasy.com, FTN, that's, a, they got three prongs over there. It's kind of frustrating. FTN Bets, FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily. When I first started working there, I'm like, what the hell's going on around here? But I've understood it now. It's basically the three pillars of FTN. I get it. I now understand that. Anyways, I work through all three, really. So check all those out. And if you really want to sign up for a subscription, you can use my promo code MJGovier. You know, it helps me out. Also helps you out because we got good stuff. If you're into betting and daily fantasy, I mean, it's so good. It really is. Like, I'm doing well there. I've learned things from them and I'm applying it. So, check all that out over there. Of course, Applause Podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube. Listen to us on the podcast platform of your choice if you prefer. Whichever one. You like visual medium, you like the audio medium. I don't care. Two L's, two Z's. That's how people find it. And, uh, I'll leave it there, MJ Govier and Twitter. I'm not leaving Twitter. I'm going to use it because Twitter will be around for a long time. And we go. I've already invested myself. I'm not leaving.
1: <laughs> I'm not leaving! You know, the amount of times I've heard you say two L's, two Z's, I love it. Um, and I, Michael, thank you so much for joining today. Uh, my name is Nick Pollock. And that was my friend, Michael Jason Govier.